powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration. Every day, in Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. We need to hear a word from you. God, I pray that every scale on every eye would fall that would stop us from seeing right. I pray that every scale on every ear would fall that would stop us from hearing right. I seize authority over this atmosphere. I seize authority over the digital airwaves. I seize authority on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, everywhere we're streaming. And I pray that the Spirit of God is unhindered. The Spirit of God is unblocked. That there's nothing interfering with the flow of your word. Your word is alive. So we need it to give us life today. Come on, 1115, lift your hands and say, Lord, give me life. Give us life from your word today. Everything we need to hear, let us hear it. Everything that we need answered, let us get answers. You're about to speak to us. So we create an atmosphere where the king can speak. We create an atmosphere where the king can move. We create an atmosphere where the king can do what the king does. And for that, we say thank you. Release a praise, 1115, right there. Come on, create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. God goes where he's celebrated, not where he's tolerated. Come on in the building. Create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. Wait a minute. 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 Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building online. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and online. God is surrounded by celebration all day. Bible says that angels both stand, watch me, on either side of his throne, back and forth, speaking holy, holy, holy. His throne is encircled by sound. His throne is encircled, watch me, by adoration. So why would God want to come see about you and you're not giving him what he likes? You're not giving him what he's used to. He goes to environments of celebration. So watch me 1115. I got to make sure as you go into your second half, you know how to create an atmosphere that he dwells in. 
The scripture says he's enthroned on the praises, the Hebrew word there, tehillah. That means the open mouths, the singing of his people. You're about to create an atmosphere that's going to watch me. Whatever miracle you need, it's going to manifest. Whatever sign you need, you're going to see it. Whatever wonder you need, it's going to manifest for you. On three, right where you're at. Bishop, what do you mean create an atmosphere? Adoration. God, you're amazing. God, you're wonderful. God, you're mighty. God, you're strong. God, you're incredible. God, you're undefeated. You are my father. In other words, I'm just simply saying what he is. Not because he needs to be reminded, but I need to be reminded. And no matter what I face, if God be for me, tell me who would be against me. So on three, I need us to create an atmosphere in this building and online. We're going to get into this word, but I got to make sure you know how to set your atmosphere up right. Because in the right atmosphere, anything can happen. In the right atmosphere, anything can happen. One. Are you ready, 1115? I said, are you ready, 1115? One, two, three, go, go, go. We create an atmosphere. We create an atmosphere. We create an atmosphere. For the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We create an atmosphere. For the great I am. We create an atmosphere. For our healer to show up. We create an atmosphere. For our Father to show up, we create an atmosphere where you are celebrated. Come on, open your mouth and say, I create an atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. You got to know how to make your atmosphere right. So listen, this month we're in a series called Conquering Curses. Everybody say Conquering Curses. Why? Because Romans 8.37 says this, and all these things we are what? We are more than conquerors, which means there's nothing that we face that we do not come out on top. And I don't know who's facing some battles right now in your life, but I need you to hear what the Lord says to you. You are going to conquer. The reason God made you confronted in the first place, because some of you, there's been things you've been trying to run from, things you've been trying to avoid. God said, I'm going to put this right in front of you because you have to confront this so that you can conquer this. And notice the Bible says in all these things, which means I don't care what area it is, you're going to conquer it. I don't care if it's in your family, you're going to conquer it. I don't care if it's in your mind, you're going to conquer it. I don't know who's been struggling with depression. I, what if I told you you were going to conquer that before this month is over? I don't know who's been struggling with self-esteem, but what if I told you you're going to conquer that before this month is over? God's word spoken to us over the month of June is that June will be a month where we conquer many things. Say, in all these things, I will conquer so watch me. Uh, one of the things that we're talking about conquering this month is conquering curses. And on Wednesday, I taught you this is what happens when you conquer curses. And we learned that the Lord rewards those that conquers curses. This is important because everything we do with human behavior is motivated by reward. Every risk we take, it's because we believe there's a reward. Every step we take, we, it's because we believe there's a reward. And God understands this about us. So Proverbs 631 makes it clear. It says, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. The he here is referring to a thief that steals in secret. Pay attention. Curses, and if that's unfamiliar terminology to you, in just a moment, it'll make sense. They are a form of a thief. Now, a robber steals out in the open, but a thief steals in secret. And for many of you, you've been trying to figure out why. Well, there are certain areas of my life that it just doesn't seem like it ever gets to what I want it to be. What if I told you this month that curse was going to be revealed? And the Bible says the thief that steals in secret, if he is found, which means if I conquer the curse, if I solve the riddle, he's got to pay me back, which means there's a reward for taking the risk to conquer the curse. And for some of y'all, you better hear me. June, you better get yourself ready. Why? Because there's going to be some rewards you're about to receive. 
So he's got to restore sevenfold. So on Wednesday, I taught you triple R, 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 because it says he must restore sevenfold, which in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it is this word restitution. But restitution has three different R's that are associated with its meaning. God says, if you've conquered the curse, if you confront this thing, if you solve the riddle, that's the journey. I'm taking you on all this month. The Bible says that I'm going to give you restitution. Shout restitution. You said it loud, but I said to shout it. Shout restitution. Shout it like it's going to be at your house before June 30th. I... Shout it like you're going to see it manifest in your family before the end of this month. Shout, Shout it like you're going to see it manifest on your job. Shout it again. Restitution. So what is restitution? It is the restoration of something lost or stolen. Pay attention to its proper owner. What if I told you there are some things that other people have been walking in, living in, driving in that really belong to you? And God says, I'm going to restore that, whatever was lost, pay attention, or stolen. For some of you, the enemy didn't steal anything. You gave it to him because you didn't even know that a curse was at work and a curse was in action. But the Bible says that if you figure this thing out, and this is why for some of you, you've been really confused and you've been really frustrated about certain areas of your life. Because if the enemy can keep you in a place of confusion, you never get to a place where you conquer. Ooh, but you got to the right place today. You got to the right word today because that confusion is about to end because your conquering is about to begin. By the end of this series, you won't be confused about anything. You'll know why you had to go through what you went through. You'll know why everything in your life has happened and been the way that it's been up to this point. This month is about to make the rest of your life finally make sense. Now, if you've never worried or never struggled or never had confusion about why you've gone through certain things, I don't want to hear from you. But for the rest of us, where there's ever been things we said, why this, why that, why me, why this? On three, I need you to release a shout because that, con that confusion is about to become a conquer. One, two, three, go. Oh, you're about to conquer. You're about to conquer. You're about to conquer. Come on, somebody say, I'm about to conquer. Do it quickly. Say, I'm about to conquer. So restoration means the restoration, or excuse me, restitution means the restoration of something lost or stolen back to its proper owner. So if it was lost, that means you didn't know where it went. Somebody say, but I'll get it back this month. But then it means lost or stolen. There are some things, watch me, that were literally, you got jacked. You understand? You, you, it, that's an that's a, that's a urban colloquialism that means somebody stole it from you. And for some of you, watch me, your joy was stolen. Your self-esteem was stolen. Your fight was stolen. Your ability to get up and keep it moving was stolen. For some of you, your sense of purpose has been stolen. But in this sixth month, this month that you're going to conquer, I just want you to prophesy with your body. Say, but I'm getting it back this month. I, Let's go. But not only is it re restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner, but it is recompense for injury or loss, which means not only do you have to give me back what was lost or stolen, but you have to give me some interest. Let me have some cash again. Let me have some cash. Let me have some cash. Somebody got some cash. Let me have some cash. Not only is it, matter of fact, I'll just use this. Come here. I'll use this. Let's just say that this, come on, let's go. Let's say that this was stolen, right? So, so here's, here's the first part of restitution is you're going to get that back. That's good. But God is not a God that just simply repeats what he's done. He goes from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from level to level. Which means God says, this is all you were trying to do was to get this back. But watch me. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give you more than what it was. Than you. 
That means he's about to add something to it. 1115, please find you somebody that looks like they got a teaspoon of faith and just touch them. Say, God's about to add to it. Say it again. Say, God's about to add to it. I'm not just getting this. I'm going to get this and that. I'm not just getting this and that. I'm going to get this and that and that and that and that. Everything that God's got for me, somebody say, I want it in the second half. Okay, watch me. So choices conquer curses. Say choices conquer curses. And I've been teaching you this all this month. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says, I have set before you today life and death, blessing and curse. In other words, God says, this choice is yours. Everybody look at me. Many Christians sit back in a passive seat waiting on Jesus to choose for them what he said you have to choose for yourself. See, this ain't on your mama. This ain't on your daddy. Look at me. This ain't on your ex. It's not on your boss. This thing is on you. Say it's on me. Matter of fact, I wish you'd touch somebody close to you. Say, tag, you're it. God says, you're going to have to make the decision. You can stay stuck in what happened, or you can move into your second half. You can cry over who left you, or you can open your eyes and see, I'm about to upgrade you, upgrade you. He says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. So what does he tell us to do? Choose life so you and your offspring may live. Now, naturally, that just means your children. But hear me, for many of you, do not lock your existence up into having kids because they're going to get grown and forget all about you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me. Don't lock up your existence in your children. Because for some of you, you will produce a business. You will produce an empire. You're going to produce ideas. You're going to produce way more than just kids. Why? You weren't born just to have babies pay bills and die. But you were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Say choices conquer curses. So what types of curses exist? There are two. There are two types of curses I've taught you. Number one, generated curses. A generated curse we find in Mark 7 and 13. It says, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. Pay attention. It says it's through your words and actions. The word tradition there means your words and actions. Say words and actions. I've taught you in the first few messages, and if you missed them, go watch them. Uh, I've taught you in the first few messages that you can speak things that literally release a curse over your life. You will literally, watch me, some of you say, you broke, so guess what you are? Some of you say, I'm just so tired, so guess what you never able, are able to get? You never get rest, you never get relaxation, you sleep and you still wake up tired, and you're trying to figure out why. It's because you spoke it and cursed yourself. But if I could speak it to curse myself, that means I can reverse it by speaking. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus that every curse that we've spoken, every curse that we've released, that that thing be reversed and canceled in every area of our life. Anything that we've spoken to release a curse, an empowerment to fail in any area of our lives, we pray that that thing be broken and that thing be reversed immediately. And I pray that we will see immediate results from it. And we release life. We release the blessing. We release favor. We release God's best. We release everything God has ordained for us. Say, I cancel every curse I've spoken over myself. But watch me, some of you, you've spoken it over your children. And so you wonder why they act like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Jason. It's because you spoke that over them. You released that over them. Some of you, you husbands, you've spoken the way your wife acts. You called her out of name, so she acts out of name. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Well, watch me. Some of that, you've spoken that over your business. You've spoken that it's not working, so that's why it's not working. So we need to make it bigger than just what you've spoken over yourself. We need to make this thing larger. Say anything negative 
that I've spoken out of my mouth about anything connected to me. I cancel it right now. And I replace it with the word of God. And I'm going to see it manifest quickly. 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 Now, if you know you've said some crazy, cursed, messed up stuff, open your mouth and release a praise like that's been canceled. Cancel, cancel, cancel. 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 But it's not just your words, it's your actions. Somebody say, my actions too. There are certain things that you do that release, that release a curse. And again, if you missed the first few messages, you got to look at it. There are certain actions that you do that release a curse. Watch me. So you can say you want to be, be debt-free, but then your actions say different. So you can speak, I'm debt-free, I'm debt-free, but then go buy everything in the store. See how quiet it just got? You can say that you want godly friends, but then go pick your friends from the most ungodly places. So your actions will literally empower you to fail. Simplistically speaking, a curse is an empowerment to fail. Which means there's some actions, watch me, where you have confused heaven about what you really want. Anybody in the building, anybody online, you ever um, had somebody sending you mixed signals? Okay, even if you sit next to them right now, just look at me and talk to me. Don't worry about them. Look at me. You ever had somebody say that they want you, but then don't ever answer your phone call? Okay. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? Gonna, you, you ever had somebody, watch me, that did all the right things, but when you got on the phone, it, it, it wasn't nothing but... <sighs> Y'all was just breathing on the phone like you were a junior in high school, which means your actions are confusing me because I like that you did something to show me, but sometimes I need you to say something to secure me. I, for some of you, here's how you are with God. You send mixed signals. You tell them one thing, then you go do something else. You do one thing, but then you say something else. So, Father, every action that we have released in the earth that has brought any kind of curse, any kind of negativity towards us, we cancel those actions, and we pray that they be replaced with what we do next. What we do next will be a clean slate. What we do next will be a fresh start. We're going to set this second half with a praise. The first action we're releasing in the second half is going to clear all of the negative actions of previous years. One, two, three, go. Come on, 11.15. Come on, 11.15. My actions speak louder than my words. My actions say, God, I love you. God, I need you. God, I desire what you have for me. And I'll seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added unto me. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The others shall hear thereof and be glad. I will bless the Lord. When? 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 And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let me hear just voices. Go. Don't hide behind music. God, our actions today are praise. Our actions today are a shout. Okay, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Because some of y'all, you still, you still like, you know, I'm going to shout a little bit. Hey. I'm going to lift my hands a little bit. <laughs> Got them Tina Turner shoulders going, okay? Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Bible says that there was something that's natural that has a spiritual result. It's called a shout. Say a shout. Now listen, some of you may think, but Bishop, I'm just not emotional like that. This is not emotional. 
This is spiritual. You can be emotional and not be spiritual, but you can't be spiritual and not sometimes get emotional. Pay attention. Bible says that they would release a ram's horn, which is their form of a shout. They would literally blow. It's called a shofar. And they would blow through that. And when they would blow through that, they were announcing victory. At the same time, they were calling things that were out of order into order. So whenever the Hebrews heard the ram's horn, they would stop and then they would respond. Pay attention. For some of you, there's the sound right there. For some of you, hear me, as you get ready to go into the second half, I just heard the Lord say, I need a shout from you. You ready? Now, you, it may seem natural to you. For some of you, if you haven't grown up in a celebratory environment, it may even seem weird to you, especially if you come from a pedagogy where you just sit and watch and listen to the preacher, but you don't actually respond. But everybody hear me. Our God is a God of movement. He's a God of sound. Which means you cannot just sit there and take notes. That's good, but you're going to have to get yourself involved. After all, you're worth fighting for. Your future's worth fighting for. Your life's worth fighting for. Why? He thought you were worth dying for. I heard the Lord say, I will clear the slate of every negative, cursed action you've released. Because you're going to release a shout like this so far. And it's spiritual, but it's about to have natural repercussions when I count the three with everything that's in you in this building and online you're going to release a shout that's about to clear the slate for your second half one two are you ready 11-15 we're going to shout and clear the slate one two three shout 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 on Facebook Shout on YouTube. Shout on Twitter. Shout in the website. And I'm clearing the slate. 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 It's gonna be like you never did it. It's gonna be like you never did it. It's gonna be like you never did it. And I'm clearing the slate. 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 Tell somebody saying he's clearing it. And he's clearing it. And he's clearing it. Touch somebody else. Say, and he's clearing it. Touch them. Say, and he's clearing it. I heard the Lord say, it's going to be like you never met that mark. I heard the Lord say, it's going to be like you never made that bad financial decision. It's going to be like you never did that crazy thing. It's going to be like you never went through that divorce. It's going to be like you never went through that bankruptcy. It's going to be like you never went through it. Like you never went through it. Like you never went through it. Just the shadows. It'll be like you were never raped. It'll be like you were never molested. It'll be like you were never violated. It'll be like that never happened to you. Open your mouth, please. Like it never happened. 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 Like you were never betrayed. Like you never made that bad decision. Like you never went over there. Like it never happened. Like your heart was never broken. Like it never happened. You say. You say. You say. You type it. You say. Like it never happened. Like it never happened. Like it never happened. Like it never happened. Like it. 
He said, making the word of God. Elbow somebody say, get ready for your second half. Elbow them say, get ready for your second half. God just cleared the slate. Tell them, say, God just cleared the slate. Look at me. He says, making the word of God of no effect through your words and actions, which you've handed down, and many such things you do. You better hear what was just spoken over your life. Bishop, I don't believe in all of that. You better believe this. 1 Samuel 3.19. And the Lord was with the man of God. And he did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Hear me, 11.15. We didn't do this at the 9.15. So you better hear me. The Lord says, I am going to clear the slate for you. For many of you, there's stuff. I heard you, Lord. There's legal situations you in because of what you did. But I heard the Lord loud and clear. I'm about to make it like you never did. I'm about to make it like you never did that. I'm about to make it like you never took that step, like you never took that action, like it never happened. Open your mouth, say it. Like it never happened. Say it, y'all. Y'all type it in the comments. Like it never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. All right, grab a seat. Let's go to work. Got to finish because you got to move on by Wednesday. <laughs> Say, those are generated curses. But then there's something we got to break called generational curses. These are destructive patterns of behavior that have been passed down and around, which means there's certain things that you say, that's just how I am. And it's not actually you. It's part of a curse that was passed down to you or passed around to you. Pay attention. If you look at the scripture, Numbers 14, 18, it says the Lord is slow to anger, which means he's patient with you. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that he's patient with me. Patience isn't how you act. uh, Patience, excuse me, isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Aren't you glad that God, while he was waiting on you to get your stuff together, that he didn't kick you to the curb? See, maybe you've lived a squeaky clean life, but for the rest of us, that's not our story. But some of us started started acting crazy with God, and when he could have kicked you to the curb, instead he said, but you're mine. I died for you, and I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. If God's ever had to be patient with you, which is everybody, I need you to say, thank you for being patient with me. He says, I'm slow to anger. I'm patient, which means I should cut you off, but I waited. I should have let you die, but I, but I waited. You knew you had no business laying with them. I should have let you get up with something, but I was patient. You knew you should not have been drinking that before you got in that car, and it should have been an accident. It should have been a 187, but instead, I was patient with you. He says, I am patient with you, and I abound in steadfast love. This means mercy. Mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve. Grace is when he gives you something good that you don't deserve. Notice what he says. I'm patient with you, and I'm merciful with you. God says, I've been blocking stuff all day. I'll dare you complain about what I let get past me. If I let it get past me, that's because you can handle that. But while you're looking at what got past me, you're ignoring all the stuff that I blocked. That's why old school church used to say, I thank him for protecting me from dangers, seen and, because there's a whole lot of stuff that happened that God says, I protected you from it. You didn't even know that it was on the other side. You didn't know that that person really wanted to take you down, but God says, but I got in between them and you. 
You didn't know that that person on your job really wanted to see you get fired. But God says, I, that's why I never let your friendship click. I never let you go over their house. I never let you be around them. Why? Because I was being merciful. Lift your hands. Thank God for his mercy. Tell them, say, thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you for your mercy, God. Let's go. He says, I'm patient with you, I'm merciful with you, and I forgive you of iniquity and transgression, but I by no means clear the guilty. So there's three types of sin in the Bible. The first is sin, which means to miss the mark. The second is transgression, which means to willfully deviate from what you know to be right. So sin means I didn't know I was supposed to do it. Transgression means I knew I wasn't supposed to do it, I did it anyhow. So here's sin. I didn't know I was supposed to not touch the towel. Now I know. Here's transgression. Don't touch the towel. This towel, you knew what you were doing. And you did it anyhow. See, who couldn't serve a God that says, you knew exactly what you were doing. Stop acting brand new like you didn't know it. But I still choose to forgive you. Then there's something called iniquity. And iniquity is the same as a generational curse. It's something that's been passed down and around. He says, I forgive these things, but he by no means clears the guilty. What does that mean, he by no means clears the guilty? He says, actually, I'll use this. I'll use this. Because this thing been running since 915. Uh-oh. Hold on, let's get him back in there. Okay, he says, he says, this is what life will be in certain areas until you interrupt the iniquity. He says, this is what it will be until somebody decides that there's going to be an interruption. This thing will keep rolling generation after generation, mama to daughter, son to father, great-grandmama now. See, here's what's crazy. The Bible says it'll go to three to four generations, which means a lot of what you're dealing with is from people you've never met. And here's what you'll say. This is just how I am. You think that this is the way life is supposed to be until somebody interrupts and it says, wait, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And this month, God has come at the middle of the year to stop you from going in circles and stop you from going in cycles to say, wait, you're about to conquer some curses. Oh, my God. Wait, you're about to conquer some curses. This is what it's been for you, but this is not what it's always going to be for you. Please open up your mouth and say, and I'm conquering curses this month. So the word there, he says that these things will visit. He by no means clears the guilty. Next verse, please. He says, but visiting the iniquity of the fathers onto the children in the third and fourth generation. Visiting is this Hebrew word that means it will pasture you. Which means for some of you, you'll say things like this. And you've heard people say, church just don't work for me. Mm -mm. It's because your curse pastors you. What does a pastor do for you? It preaches to you. It teaches you. It leads you. It incorrectly corrects you. Which means you could be dead wrong and your curse will be like, you right? You could be dead right and your curse will be like, you wrong. See, let me prove it to you. For some of you, here's one of the areas that happens. You literally need to learn how to deal differently with some of your bloodline because they're the number one source of your problems. But your curse will tell you, no, you can't even do this because blood is thicker than water. Your curse will have you obligated in a way that God doesn't. So you'll keep letting the same people do the same things to you over and over and over again in the name of something that God never, ever ordained for you to do. It means incorrectly correct you, direct you, oversee, care for, and to deposit into. Which means these curses, look what they'll do. They will preach to you. So this is, this is when you get ready to do something, this will be people say, I just hear voices. I just, I just, I, and, and, in a very surface level way, let me be clear. People, I, just, I just be so confused because I don't know what to do. It's like, I know the right to do, but I just, something keeps selling. Let me tell you what the something is. It's your curses. They visit. And you know what a visitor does? When a visitor comes, 
they knock on the door. And when a visitor comes, they show up. And you have to know how to let the visitor stay outside and never let them in. And for some of you, you're about to shut some doors where you have let certain things in because you literally said, well, this is just how I am. This is just way the, the way the women and my family are. This is just the way the men in my city are. This is just the way the men in my family are. You ready? This is just me. But the problem is you've taken a curse and made it part of your character. You can take a curse and make it part of your identity. But this month, somebody say this month. Uh-uh, you're about to conquer every single one of these curses. So look at Deuteronomy 28. Fits. That's a tambourine. Come on, old school church. Come on, I love it. Deuteronomy 28. Keep beating that tambourine. Let's go. Deuteronomy 28, 15. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, all these curses so come upon you and overtake you, which means this. God says, I set before you these choices. What I'm teaching in this series, most people have never been taught. So consequently, you keep dealing with fruit. You never address root, which is why it always grows back. This is why you have a good week and then it comes back. Come on. This is why you have a good month and then it comes back. This is why you have a good quarter and then it comes back. But when I conquer a curse, I cut the head off, which means it's never, ever, ever, ever ever, ever coming back. Tell somebody say it's never coming back. So watch me. Watch me. Come on. It says, it says, these things will overtake you. So, so stand over there. Tony, you stand over there. Uh -uh, you stay there. Tony, you stand over there. Right, watch me. Come over here. Which means, God says, if you don't deal with these things, stand right there. Look at them. If you don't deal with these things, see, if you don't want to confront these things, and here's what a lot of people do. I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to look at it. So you look away. Matter of fact, some of you have turned away. Watch me. This is why you don't like being alone. This is why you can't stay single for more than a week. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. This is why you always got to have somebody on your phone. You always got to have friends. Why? I don't want to have to deal with. I don't want to have to see. I don't want to have to confront. This is why some of you, you shut down and you, you begin to lock people out. And you shut down and you begin to turn off. Why? Because I don't even want to have to deal with this. I don't want to have to confront this. And watch what the Bible says. Because you won't confront them, they overtake you. Because you won't deal with them, they overtake you. And for some of you, this is how your life has felt. You felt like all my life I had to fight. But what if I told you this month, you're about to reverse it and you're going to win that fight. I said, this month you're about to reverse it. And you're, what was conquering you? Come on, 1115, say, watch me conquer. Say, watch me conquer. Say, watch me conquer. Release a shout right there. Go, 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 go. Conquering curses, conquering curses, conquering curses, conquering curses, conquering curses, conquering curses, conquering curses. So, Bishop, how would I know? If there's some areas where there's been a cursed activation, how do I know what just goes with life? How do I know what's just part of my character? How do I know? God is so good. Say, how good is he, Bishop? That he gave us a whole book. It's called Deuteronomy 28. What I love about the chapter, see, God plays the numbers. Two is the biblical number of witness. Eight is the biblical number of new beginning, which means if they're in Deuteronomy 28, God says that these are things where I want you to witness a new beginning. Can y'all please act like you can hear me? Two is the biblical number of witness. Eight is the biblical number of a new beginning, which means I put these things in this chapter so you would know what to confront, so you would know what you conquer, so you know where you're going to have a new beginning. So let's walk in. Deuteronomy 28, 48, 68. You can see the scripture references. Go study it for yourself. A victim mentality and constant lack. If you think 
everybody's against you and you say, that's just how I am. That's a curse. If you are in constant lack, you ever met somebody that's always in need? They always need to hold $5. And I'm trying to figure out what $5 gets you anymore. You can't even get a full gallon of gas in some cities for five. Remember you used to put five on the tank and that could kind of get you somewhere? You put ten on the tank. Baby, you're going to drive up the street with your five. You're going to go to the house and back. You ready? Here's the next thing. What's me? Repeated emotional breakdowns. That's a curse. If you keep breaking down emotionally, every two months you got to break down. Every two months we got you on suicide watch because you're posting crazy stuff on Facebook. Y'all ain't talking to me. Every couple of months, every couple of months, you're going up and down. That is something you have to break. Cons consistent confusion, which means you're confused about everything. You never know what to do. You never know what actions to take. You never know what steps to take. Chronic fear. What is chronic fear? Chronic can be two ways. It can be acute or it can be over time. For some of you, you have literally lived in a place where you're afraid of everything. So you live from fear. You know what that looks like? You live with your foot on the pedal for gas and on the brake. So you never go anywhere because every time you try to go somewhere, your chronic fear won't let you go anywhere. But what if I told you this month you're about to take your foot off the brake and it's all gas for this second half. And I'm talking to somebody in the building where you know that's where you've been. Speak this over your life. Say it's all gas in the second half. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Here's the next one, let's go. Here's the next one, here's the next one. Repeated sickness. Listen to me, God's desire for us is that we are 100% healthy, 100% healed. Watch me, you should be able to track how many times you got sick because it doesn't happen that often. If it's repeated, that means there's something that needs to be broken. You ready for this next one? Being a runner. If every time something gets difficult, you run. If every time something gets tough, you run. You about, I just need to protect myself. That's a curse. Because what if I told you that what you were running from is really what you should have been running? And for some of y'all, every time a job gets difficult, you quit. Not no more. Every time a relationship gets difficult, you quit. Not no more. Every time, watch me, life gets difficult, you quit. Not anymore. I pray that the runner that's been present in anybody, that that runner be conquered. You're about to confront him, and you're about to plant your feet. Psalm 92, 13. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Somebody say, I'm not running anymore. Say it with authority. Say, I'm not running anymore. Life barrenness, which means everywhere you look, it's just bare. You're bare in your emotions. You're bare in your, in your conversation. But matter of fact, talking to you is like talking to a wall. In fact, it's more enjoyable to talk to a wall because at least, watch me, I'm not expecting something from the wall. Bare. Barrenness. That means there's nothing fruitful. There's nothing productive. And for many of you, this is how you felt. And this whole time, you thought it was the devil. Mm -mm, it was a curse that was trying to run your life. But this month... You're about to have some fruit to show for your life. And I'm not just talking about stuff. This is going to be a month where you're going to wake up. Watch me. And the clock didn't get you up. Your purpose is about to wake you up. You're going to get up. Joy is going to wake you up. You're going to wake up. And watch me. Where it used to be difficult to pray. You're going to wake up this month and say, but I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Sexual and reproductive issues. Watch me. God did not create you to have issues that are constantly reoccurring in that area. Say, go further, Bishop. Marriage and family problems. Hear me. Everybody going to have some trouble, but dog. You can see where this curse has been in operation. And I know what some of y'all are thinking. Well, we never argue. It could mean that's because neither one of you care. I'll preach better than you say it. Amen. That's me. Every now and then, you need to see somebody's passion. 
Because if there's no passion, that means there's no fight. And if there's no, if you won't fight with me, watch me, that means you won't fight for me. Which means every now and then, I expect there to be a little tension. Because as we grow, we got to grow together. But that's very different. That is very different than experiencing consistent chronic marriage and family problems. Y'all get married, and watch me. You know what's crazy about this? How are you going to get married and not sleep in the same bed? See how quiet it just got? And some of you grew up seeing this. You saw your grandmama and granddaddy sleep in separate rooms, and he had a girlfriend and she had a boyfriend. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? So you think it's okay that we're in the same? Listen, once you say, I do, baby, I do. Open up and receive the blessings of the Lord. Listen, married people with papers. Some of y'all need to put this in your marriage. Listen, if we start arguing, start dropping clothes. Married people with papers. Common law don't count. See how quiet it just got in church? Because if we don't talk about this in church, you're going to get your information from Instagram. You're going to get your information from the shade room. I'd rather tell you what God says about it than you asking some lunatic on social media what they say about it. Y'all ready? You got family, you got family members where every time y'all, watch me, every time y'all come together, it's, it's, it's like a Medea movie. It's nothing but scandal, strife, and struggle. Y'all show up, cookout started at three. Don't nobody get there till five. At 5.30, they already arguing. Somebody say, that's not God's will. Talk to me, say, that's not God's will. Financial insufficiency, being accident prone, unnatural deaths. It is not God's will for you to exit the earth in a crazy way. You ready for this next one? Your children being married to their destruction. For some of you parents, watch me, God says part of this curse is that you will watch them marry what takes them down. You will watch them marry what takes them out. Because this thing has to be broken. And for some people, the only way they break is when they are broken. The only way they will break anything is when they are broken. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but this month, I'm conquering every curse. You ready? Look at this next one. Being taken advantage of. Some of you, watch me, in the spirit, you have a target. And literally, people will seek you out to take advantage of you. They will seek you out. To, to misuse. They'll take your kindness, but you let them do it. Now pay attention. Being taken advantage of, God says, this is not how I made you to be. Look at these last two. It's going to get real quiet through these last two. Okay? Gonna, I already know. I pre-planned for the quietness right through the message. I wrote it in my notes. They're about to get quiet. So you got to preach hard through here. You ready? Weak and passive men. That ain't a joke. Except for the fact that it's a joke. You ready? God did not, look at me, look at me, look at me. This is my personality. I'm just chill. Chill does not mean that you have to be weak or passive. You ready? Nor does it mean you have to be domineering, watch me, and insulting. 
It just means, watch me, I want to preach now. When he made Adam, he didn't make Adam in the garden. He made Adam in the wild and then put Adam in the garden. He made Adam out and then said, Adam, name the animals. He made Adam to be a gladiator. He made Adam to be a warrior. He made, watch me, watch me. He made Adam to be a fighter. And you know what we have in culture today? A culture that tells men that you don't have to be a gladiator. You don't have to be a warrior. You know what they call it? You know what they try to call it? Whenever you are assertive, you know what they say? That's toxic masculinity. No, that's called being a gladiator and a warrior. You can be strong and not tear other people down, not beat other people down. Matter of fact, I wish I had some men in this building and some men online that knew that God made you to be a gladiator. You're not perfect, but I'm a fighter. I don't do everything right, but I'm a gladiator. Let me hear the shout of some men in this building. Go. Let me hear the shout of some women in this building. Go. Watch me, fellas. Watch me. Watch me, man. Culture, especially in this city, culture will make you think that you're just supposed to be some weak, passive, jelly back, anything goes. God, I, see, I don't have two different message options today because the 915 was something totally different. I want to say something, and then I could have picked the 915 because I wasn't going to say it. I have to say it on Wednesday. I have to say it on Wednesday. But, but listen to me, especially in this city, there is, because look at this last one, overbearing women. See how quiet I just got? Now let me go on record. I believe in support, uplift. My, my top lieutenants, top sergeants, top captains, but listen, if I want something done, I know to hand it to a woman to get it done. Why? Because women are birthers. They know how to take something and make it into something. If you're a woman in this building and you know you know how to take nothing and turn it into something, you can take some peanut butter and jelly and make it gourmet. You can take a bad hand and play it well. Every woman that knows you're a birther, open your mouth, release her praise right there. Look at me. That's very different than being a man eater. Because we live in a culture where women are taught to disrespect. You don't have to like it. The Bible said it. So if you have a problem, take it up with God. And he doesn't negotiate. So he don't care nothing about what you say. He don't care nothing about your infinity stones. He don't care about all your little, he don't care about none of that. Okay? You ready? That's very different than being, I have seen women treat their husbands in such a, I'm like, and then say, Bishop, he won't leave. You cut his, No man wants to have to fight to lead. See, I knew it was going to get quiet through here. I was prepared for this. I put extra oil on for this. Because these two areas explain why we have so many issues. You know why we have so many problems and everybody got a relationship podcast? Because of these last two. You got people who don't even like people in doing relationship podcast. Why? Because these last two have made it so that, watch me. So that there is this distortion, this dysfunction, and this confusion. And many people say, this is just how I am. Let me be crystal clear about what the Bible is not saying. Because I don't want you to misquote me. Don't start nothing with me. I ain't from here. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Because don't say what I didn't say. This does not at all mean that you cannot be a woman and lead. Women rise up and lead. 
This does not mean that women are second class, because I'm going to have to be clear about what I did not say, because some of y'all filtered what the Bible says through what you interpreted to mean, and that's not what I said. This does not mean that women are second class. This does not mean that women are, are, are to be less than, and nothing. this does not mean any of that. This is not chauvinistic in any way, shape, form, or fashion. This is not uh, male dominating. Mm -mm. What this is, as God says, this thing will become a curse to where the men are so weak and passive that they send their women to be their warriors. So you got women who will fight and make it happen and sit back and he's sitting at the house. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm preaching way better than these Denver people saying amen. A woman will be out there, got two and three jobs. And he at the house playing Xbox. I wish it. But watch me, because I know the ladies are getting loud. That's okay, fellas. I'm going to come back on this side, too. Because I have to deal with this. I have to deal with this. Because I don't want you to hear what wasn't said. But then, watch me. If you will do everything. This is so important, even for you single mothers with sons. If you don't take your breast out of his mouth. You will raise a man that's not a man, but that's a boy with a man body. Because you don't let him fight. You don't let him struggle. You don't let him figure it out. Sometimes you need to take your hands off your sons and say, son, you better figure that out. Why? Because in the world, you're going to have to figure this out. And I'm not going to be there to do it for you all the time. So sometimes you got to let your sons rise up and figure it out. Would you shop for your families in this building at no line? We out here now. Hi, everyone. I want to make sure you didn't hear what I didn't say. This is not at all saying that it is a man can't, a woman can't tell me nothing to do. Sir, you're the weakest man in the building. Woman ain't going to tell me what to do. Sir, sit down somewhere. To have several seats. Don't hear what was not said. The Bible is specific, though. It talks about weak and passive men and overbearing women. So consequently, you have all kinds of distortion, all kind of foolishness, all kind of mess, all kind of stuff. And people say, this is just how I am. And God says, no, that thing is a curse. But open up your mouth, say, but we are curse breakers. Deuteronomy 28 and one is the last scripture, and then we're done. You getting some out of this? By the way, today's message is called, you've been cursed out. <laughs> Because these things, how many of you, I just said something that you never even thought, like, that, that's not a curse, that's not, that's not, and it's right there in your Bible. That's not an exhaustive list, it's not an exhaustive list, but that gives you the summation and the summary of each of these areas. And God says, these are things you're supposed to break. These are things you're supposed to handle. These are things that you are going to conquer. Deuteronomy 28 and 1, everybody stand, we're going home. Or to eat, Listen. Deuteronomy 28.1. Somebody said both of them. Let me have, come on guys, come back. And if you faithfully, come on, and if you faithfully, come on, obey the Lord, come on, come on. Your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today. Say, Lord, make me faithful in this second half. Make me faithful to you. Make me faithful to church. 
Make me faithful to giving. Make me faithful to praying. Make me faithful to praising. He says, but if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God to be careful to do all his commandments I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high. Prophesy with your body. Say, this is where I'm going. Now, don't do it high if you don't really have high expectations. But if you believe that the second half of 2023, you're going all the way up. I need you to put your hand as high as you can go and just say, and in this second half, I'm going all the way up. In this second half, the Lord is going to set me high above all and never beneath. My finances are going high. My family's going high. My relationship with God is going high. I'm going all the way up. All the way up. All the way up. Look at this. Verse 2. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Now remember, remember the contrast. Remember the contrast. Deuteronomy 28.15. Let's go back. 28.15 says that all of these curses would come upon you and overtake you. But, but the scripture says, let's go to 28 and 15. It says all these curses would come and overtake you. Somebody said that was the first half. That was Say that was previous years. Was. Say, but this year, you're stepping into Deuteronomy 28 and 2. And all these blessings. Which means when you turn around and confront God says, what's going to be running at you this time? It's going to be a blessing. I don't like it. Do it again. Do it again. Uh-uh. Take it back and do it again. Because I didn't like the way you responded. You ready? Okay. Say, in the second half, I'll be overtaken. But the second half, it's going to be the blessing. Which means, Father, I prophesy that it happened so fast. I prophesy that for some, by the time they go check their email in the parking lot, that for some, by the time they log off of this live stream and see the messages they've been sent, that a blessing has already overtaken them. We declare that we will conquer the curses. And where there's been curses overtaking us, God, there's about to be some blessing overtake, which means it's going to run at you and overtake you. It's going to run at you and overtake you. It's going to run at you and overtake you. And you'll look and say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. If you believe the second half, blessings about to overtake you. Release your praise right there. Release your praise right there. And they're about to bring you gifts. And they're about to put opportunities in your hand. And everything that you need is going to overtake you. Which means it's going to be more than you can handle. More than you can hold. It's going to overtake you. Would you look at somebody and say, it's about to overtake you? More than you can imagine. More than you can imagine. Now don't praise God for yourself. Praise God for the people in your section. Praise God for the people in your section. Come on, Facebook. Praise God for the people on Facebook. Praise God for the people on YouTube. And the blessings are about to overtake me. And the blessings are about to overtake me. <laughs> and the blessings are about to overtake the people of harvest. And the blessings are about to overtake the people of harvest. Say yes, Lord. Say it again. Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're in this building or online and you're not a Christian, today is your day. Because none of what I just said applies to you if things aren't right with the Lord. The curse part, that does. But the blessing part, that's what we need to get you to. Sometimes Christians say, Bishop, I don't, I don't like all that good news. I, I get shocked at some of the comments that I see on social media. Because people say, here you go, talking good news. Look here. The word gospel means good news. If you want doom and gloom and everything's bad and you're about to die and go to hell, go on there. <laughs> Send me a text. Let me know how hot it is, huh? The good news is that the bad news is wrong. He's a good father. And some of you watch me, it's a curse. If you go say this, it's a curse for you to always expect negativity. It's a curse for you to always expect. God's trying to get, baby, if he wanted you, God, he would have got you. Do you not understand? God doesn't have to consult anybody about anything. If he wanted you dead and out of here, coronavirus would have been, it would have taken you out. That previous relationship would have taken you out. God wants you here because you were born for the time you're needed most, which is when? Now. And your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building online. You need to become a Christian. Today's your day. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Today's your day. Thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure today in this building, you're going to slip your hand up online. You're going to do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, and no shame. Today is your day. One, two, three. If that's you, lift that hand in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. 11:15. We're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. And all these blessings shall overtake me in Jesus' name. That's what I'm expecting, the second half. I had to know what it was so I could confront it, so I could conquer it. I am the curse breaker. I'll be the first in my bloodline to do what I do. I'm a line crosser, history maker, boundary breaker. In Jesus' name, amen. With your eyes open, you can scan that QR code on the screen if you just prayed that prayer. Or text Harvest to 55498. Let us know you just prayed that prayer. Hit this button or the entry for salvation. And we want to get a message in your hand called, What Next? Now that you've given your life to the Lord, what do you do next? Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You are already saved, but you need a shepherd. Anything uncovered spoils. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. Be a part of the Harvest family. There are more of us that I've never been in buildings than people that have ever been in buildings. In fact, if, if everybody showed up, there's no building that we could put everybody in. God has been good to us in that way, and so we got so much more work to do. But if you want to be a part of the family, you know I'm the voice that God's assigned you. Bishop Foreman, well, how do you know? How do you know who your shepherd is? It's because when I speak, something happens. When I speak, your baby begins to kick. When I speak, you get it in a way that you haven't gotten it before. It, it, even, if it, even if it convicts you, it doesn't, con it doesn't condemn you. It's like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I needed. That's how you know. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd. You can be a part of our family. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready, your tithes, offerings, first fruits, love offerings, and we're going to sow the seal. Let me have my phone. 
we're going to sow the seal. What does that mean? Thank you. When a word speaks life to you, we always sow the seal. May 2022, the Lord said, son, I'm going to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And so that's what he's been doing. So every service, every prayer, we've been doing a specific seed. And we've named that seed. And at this 1115, there's two seeds. Everybody say two. There's Deuteronomy 28. So you can do this. You can do 28 or you can do like me. I'm going to double it. I'm doing 56. Why? Because I want to see whatever was prophesied, whatever was spoken, I want to see that manifest for me in a bigger way. I said, I want to, I want to see that manifest for me in a bigger way. So I'm doing 56. Everybody sows something. You cannot receive a word and not sow into that to seal it. Bishop, I ain't never heard of that. Where is that in the Bible? Glad you asked. One of the things about me is you're never going to hear me doing something I don't have scripture to back it up with. So there's nothing I can ever say, nothing I'll ever do where I don't have a biblical foundation for why I do. This is the Lord's church. This ain't Bishop Foreman's thing. This is the Lord's thing. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, when a word spoke life into Saul and his servant as they were navigating through their journey, the Bible says that they sowed to seal what Samuel, the man of God, spoke into them. But it happens all throughout the scripture. How can you give it? You can use Cash App. Donald sign Bishop Foreman with the number 2. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givenify, that's available. Hello at Harvest Search, that church. You can mail it in. That's on the screen. But everybody's so something. You give seed to the what? Sower. Don't be mad at somebody's harvest if you don't see their seed. Favor tracks me down. It does. Favor tracks me down. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I bought clothes for the first time the other day in four years. You know why? Because brands and people and people I've never even met, every day, something is sent to me. Every day. You pick my stuff up. You can every day, something is sent to me because I'm a giver. I'm a releaser. I went to the, I've got myself something for the first time and didn't like none of it. Took it all back and kept one pay. <laughs> say favor tracks me down. Say it, say it. Talking to everything, say, favor tracks me down. Don't be mad at somebody's harvest if you haven't seen their seed. Because years ago, when I lost 90, it was 95 pounds at the time, it's about 120. After the way I ate last week, it's about 124. <laughs> but, um, or 116. But, um, but in that, years ago, when I shed all that weight, I said, Lord, let me get, I had to, all my clothes, get rid of everything, my shoes, my clothes, everything. I said, Lord, well, at least let me put it on, let me get something for it. Let me put it on consignment or something, something. He said, nope, give it all away. I said, everything? He said, give it all away. So that year, November, it was Thanksgiving. We did, we brought a bunch of people in. We went to men's homes, men's shelters, transitional places. We picked men up and literally the Lord says, now I want you to dress them in their first suit. I want you to teach them how to tie ties. I had the privilege of putting on men some, they had never worn a suit. They had never worn a tie. I know I'm pretty casual these days, but old school man, he's coming back, was always suited and booted. I had to give away all my shoes. I literally, my closet was empty. I had one outfit. And I had to buy, I had to get stuff by the week. I said, Lord, I said, what's this? He said, son, you will never ever be concerned about that area again. Say, when I release, come on, talk. Say, when I release, I see increase. Lift your giving to the Lord. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Money is not my issue. I sow to seal 
this word right now. The blessings of the Lord are going to overtake me because I'm conquering curses in Jesus' name. Amen. Master the pastor here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're free to go. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a couple of minutes. You're gonna. This seed is the blessings seed. Thank you. That's the name of the seed. The blessings. If you give it in a way where you can't name it, just speak it as you show up. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Come on, everybody, do it. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.